and welcome to another episode of Become a Calm Mama podcast. I'm your host, Darlene Childress, and today we're going to talk about grumpy moods. There are days when people in your family are grumpy. Your kid is grumpy, or you're grumpy, or just everyone is grumpy. I want to normalize that and also let you know, like, you don't have to do anything to fix grumpiness. But I know that sometimes you do want to know strategies for handling these moments when either your kid is grumpy or your whole family is grumpy or you're grumpy. I want to break these down for you. And I want to talk about first your kid being grumpy. The question I have for you is to think about this. Do you think it's possible to let your kids be grumpy while you still have a good time? Now, I'm going to give you an example from my life, but I was thinking about this with a client. She was like, I really want to go see the poppies for my birthday. I live in Southern California and we have like a poppy bloom and there's a poppy reserve. She's like, I really want to go see the poppy bloom and I want to go with my kids. And I know that my teenager, young teenager is going to be really grumpy about it. And I pose this question to her, like, is it possible for you to go and have a good time looking at the poppies, even if your child does not have a good time? And she really thought through it. And she realized that it is possible that she could do her thing and stay in her vibe and play her music and just let her teenager be sullen in the minivan with his headphones and just be sort of grumpy. Now, It ended up actually that that didn't happen, that because she was neutral about the situation, her child ended up having a lovely time and she had a lovely time seeing the poppies and everything was great. So parents, you often will think that your kid can ruin your mood, but it's actually not true. Your child's mood, it's a neutral circumstance in your life. It's just a thing that happens and you can think what you want about it, but If you think that it's your job to make your kid happy, and if your kid is grumpy, that it's A, your fault, and B, your problem to fix, it's going to be really hard for you to be neutral about it. It's going to be hard for you to not be grumpy if your kid is grumpy because you're like, oh no, I'm not, I'm supposed to do something about this, right? Let me tell you that moods, they come and go. They're temporary. So your child is actually entitled to their mood they get to feel what they're feeling. It's okay for them to have emotion. It's okay for them to be angry or sad or disappointed. It's also okay for them to be grumpy. It's their job to learn how to manage their thoughts and feelings. That's their lifetime responsibility. You're teaching them when they're young how to move through negative emotion without hurting other people, how to manage their thoughts so they can shift into new emotions. We're going to be teaching this to our kids throughout their lives, but they ultimately have the control over how they think and feel. But when you're trying to control your children's feelings, you're actually robbing them of the responsibility and the right to figure out how to manage them themselves. So the less that you try to control your kids, the more control you're actually giving to them. You're helping your child recognize their own mood and then move themselves through that mood. So this is hard for moms especially because we often want our children's grumpiness or sadness or whatever, we want it to go away 
or we think that we're supposed to create scenarios where it's avoided in the first place. We take their pain or their grumpiness personally. The truth is that pain and discomfort and grumpiness, they're inevitable. It's never the avoidance of pain that's our parenting goal. Our parenting goal is helping our kids move through their emotional discomfort. That's what we're really helping them with, not not having feelings, but knowing what to do with feelings. If we're trying to prevent them from having negative emotion, when do they learn how to process negative emotion? Plus, actually, it's completely impossible to prevent someone from having negative emotion. It's just an unrealistic expectation. So what I've noticed is that with my kids, when I'm neutral and I don't need them to change the way that they're feeling and I just acknowledge and allow for their pain and their grumps, it's actually easier for them to shift into a new emotional state. It's like their own brain accepts like, oh yeah, I am grumpy, huh? Okay, do I want to be? Do I not want to be? Why am I grumpy? What's going on? They move through their own feelings. And if they don't, it's okay. So your job is to be comfortable with your kid's discomfort. It's not to prevent their discomfort. I actually want to tell you a story about how this worked for me on a summer vacation. At this time I'm recording this, it's the beginning of May, and we're all starting to think about summer, summer break, and summer vacation. And I've been thinking about our vacations. And I remember we were in Yosemite as a family and it was really hot. It was like 92 degrees and we were bike riding and we were going to go all the way around the valley floor if you've ever been to Yosemite. And it was really hot. And so there was a point on the on the bike ride where you could go close to the river and, you know, we were going to eat our lunch and like cool off in the river. Now, because it was so hot, we were like really going in the river, like my husband and one of my sons and I were like in the water. And one of my other sons did not want to go in the water. He was uncomfortable with it. He thought there was a lot of bugs nearby. He didn't want to be around the bugs. It was difficult for me because I was uncomfortable with his discomfort. I was uncomfortable that he wasn't doing what we all wanted to do. Like, go be in the family, do the thing, you know, be cool, be easy, right? But he was uncomfortable. He was grumpy about it. He didn't want to go in the river. He wasn't actually making it a problem. He wasn't complaining. He was just kind of sullen about it. At first, I could feel our entire family like really wanting him to act and feel differently so that we could all have a better time. You know, come on, it's not, there's no bugs here. Come on in the water. Aren't you hot? Like, We're cajoling him. We're trying to manipulate and control him to change his behavior. Um, We're not really acknowledging what's true for him, his own fear and discomfort and whatever he had going on about the bugs. And I turned to the rest of my family and I was like, you know what? Let's just allow him to have this feeling. Let's not make it a problem. Let's not make it mean anything. Let's let him be cool with being on the riverbank and us being in the river. And it was actually amazing. We all sort of settled into this reality that he was in a different emotional state as us. And we actually ended up having him be like the person who passed back and forth our snacks from our backpacks. (laughs) So he was included. He was part of the moment. He just wasn't in the water with us. You can allow your children to have a different emotional state than you and still have a good time. I had a great time in that river. I enjoyed myself. I was so hot and I cooled down. 
And he actually was fine too. He would rather be a little hot than be worried about the bugs. And that was okay too. We did have to work at it though as a family to get us to that space. This actually comes up. What about when you're at a family event, like thinking about the summer coming up and thinking about all the fun things that you want to plan for your kids? And I'm sure you've had this before where you plan a really fun thing and then it turns into like tears and fighting and disappointment and all of that. And your mind might be like, oh no, we need to like do the hike or we need to like do this beach day or we really need to get to the laser tag place. We're meeting all the friends or whatever plan you have in your head. You know, we're all supposed to be water skiing today or I don't know what you guys plan in the summer, but you know, this museum or, you know, going to these friends' houses to play badminton in their yard. No idea what you guys do. But just thinking about how we plan these events and we kind of get excited about them. And we think that doing the thing is going to be what is going to create a good memory. We're like, no, this is how we're going to have fun and we're going to be a family and we're going to do this fun thing. We're going to like, you know, get pedal boats and go around the lake and stuff, whatever, right? But the truth is that events and activities by themselves, they aren't what good memories are made of. Memories, good memories, come when the emotion that you feel while you're doing the thing is positive. So if you want to have good memories with your kids, you want to have them be not in a grumpy mood. So what do you do when everyone is grumpy and they don't want to do the thing? So I want to teach you that you can actually be flexible. Forcing something or continuing to do an activity when everyone is sort of done, it's going to leave everyone feeling frustrated. I want to acknowledge that it can be really hard for moms to like postpone an activity because it's cloudy or rainy or whatever, and you've already packed a snack bag and you already have everybody like sunblocked up or switch gears, like, okay, we're not going to do that anymore. We're going to do this instead. Because it might feel like all your hard work and planning was for nothing. I understand that feeling of disappointment, but I want you to remember how you want to feel and how you want your kids to feel while doing that activity. Chasing the feeling that you thought you were going to get at the thing If you know it's not going to happen because everyone is so grumpy, it's okay to pivot. It's okay to switch gears. If no one is feeling it and you push through anyway, you might end up feeling more angry than if you would have stopped earlier. This happens a lot in the summer, especially because we're like, well, we want to make all the memories, right? We spend a lot of time making plans for all these fun family outings. And when everyone's grumpy and things aren't going how we planned, it can ruin our mood. It can make us grumpy or we can get frustrated with our kids and their their grumpiness. If this happens to you, I want you to know, first off, you're not alone. And it's really important to be able to switch gears and pivot and move through that moment into a different activity and chase the feeling that you were wanting in the first place. If no one wants to do mini golf, you don't need to keep doing mini golf. You thought it was going to be fun. Okay, chase the fun. What else could be fun in that moment? Because that's how you build up those moments and you're going to have a lot more memories as a family and enjoy your kids a lot more, even if you've already packed the snack bag, even if you've already told the friends that you're meeting with them. You don't disappoint them. It's okay for you to change your plans and have people be disappointed. 
it's okay for you to like take that snack bag and shape, shove it in the fridge for tomorrow. It's okay for you to serve that snack bag for dinner so that you don't have the wasted food or wasted work. So if you're loving some of these strategies that I'm giving you, I just want to give you like a little heads up that I'm teaching a free workshop in a couple of weeks called Plan a Summer with Kids You Actually Enjoy. It's May 31st to June 2nd. It's going to be three days of live teaching and coaching. And you're going to learn exactly how to turn a moment around when everyone is hot and grumpy and tired and underslept and oversugared so that you can enjoy your kids this summer. So you can sign up for that now at calmamacoaching.com. And then we'll also put a link in the show notes. Just wanted to let you know about the plan a summer with kids you actually enjoy workshop. So what happens in one of these moments, like I'm describing where nothing's going as planned, or you wake up grumpy, or your kids are grumpy, and that's making you grumpy, and you're not able to shift out, I want to give you a tool so that you can process your negative emotion. We're talking about how your kids have feelings and teaching them how to process through their emotions. But what about when you're grumpy? Just like it's normal for your kids to be grumpy, it's also normal for you. And I wanted to let you know that you could actually just be grumpy. You don't have to do anything about it. It's not a problem you have to solve. You can just allow for it. But if you want to switch emotions and shift, let me help you and give you a process so that you can do that. You know, it's funny because the process that I'm going to teach you, it's actually the connection tool that I teach in the Calm Mama process for our kids. I use the same connection tool on myself. So I'm going to teach it to you and talk it through. The connection tool itself is a tool for compassion. It's helping our kids connect their thoughts and feelings to their behavior and giving them strategies to help them move through that negative emotion so that they don't have to show up with their negative behavior. So the same tool that we use for our kids for compassion, we can also use it on ourselves. It's a self-compassion tool. There's four steps. I love steps. You guys know that. So the four steps, the first one is notice. The second is narrate. The third is name. The fourth is now what? So I'm going to break those down. And if you're taking notes, you know, I'm going to go through it slowly so you can understand. So the first one is noticing. Right there, all I'm doing is I'm just noticing that I'm grumpy. Okay. That's it. It's not that hard. That one's an easy one. You're just like, huh, I think I'm grumpy right now. Just being aware. Maybe you notice it because you start barking at your kids or you're like angrily bringing the laundry to the laundry room or whatever you're doing. So just notice that you're off. Then narrate. So what I do is I write out all of the circumstances that are happening. I allow myself to think whatever thoughts I want about the circumstance. I name the circumstance. I write anything I want about it. Some of my thoughts are true. Some of them aren't. I don't judge it. I just kind of write down a bunch of things. I try really hard to not be critical of myself in this process of narrating what I'm thinking and feeling and the things that I don't like. I'm being really gentle with myself. So here are some questions that I ask myself. The first one is I'm like, what's going on that's making me grumpy? Okay. Like really naming the circumstances. Okay. What the heck is going on that's making me grumpy? Like maybe I had a fight with my husband or 
maybe the house is a mess or, you know, maybe I planned the whole event and nobody wants to go now or maybe I had a fight with my sister, something like that. Or I got an email from something for work that upset me or I just try to kind of notice what is the circumstance. Now, honestly, in the summer, sometimes the circumstance is just it's summer. (laughs) It's hot. My kids are around all the time. I'm not getting a break, whatever that is. So naming that circumstance. And then I ask myself, what are my thoughts about it? Really allow, like, what am I thinking about it? I hate this. I don't like it. He's a jerk. She's so mean. I don't deserve this. Whatever thoughts I have in my head. And remember, I'm being really gentle. I can be as critical as I want. I'm just thinking. I'm just getting these thoughts out. I'm not judging or evaluating them. So I just kind of like dump all that out. Now, my clients will ask me like, you write this all out? Sometimes. Sometimes I just think it. I just sit quietly in a calm mama break and I'm just like, what the heck is going on with me? I just kind of allow for those thoughts to come. But I'm doing it in such a way that I realize they are thoughts. They're not true circumstances. They're just things I'm thinking. Allowing myself to thought dump and to think about what I'm thinking and feeling. So we have noticing, narrating, and then naming. This is when I get into the emotion. Grumpy is fine if that's the only emotion I have, but maybe there's more to it. I ask myself, what am I feeling right now? So is it sad? Is it disappointed? Is it embarrassed? Is it hurt? What's going on with me and what am I feeling? Sometimes I look at like what's going on, where is it in my body or what's the emotion? What's it feel like? What's the quality of it? How angry am I? Like I'm super angry or I'm just I'm just a little bit angry. Like I kind of just narrate that and name the emotion. And then the now what? I ask myself like, okay, what do I need? What do I need right now? What do I need to process this emotion? What do I need? So that's that now what? I want to move those emotions through. Do I need to move? Do I need to talk? Do I need to write? Do I need to distract myself? Or what emotion do I want to have? And so then I can kind of chase a new emotion. Well, I want to feel joy. That's typically the one that I chase the most is joy. So when I'm grumpy, I've narrated, I've acknowledged, right? I've named that emotion. And now I'm going to try to figure out what I need to do with that feeling. Do I need to move it through my body? And then what do I want to feel instead? So I'm processing my emotion and then I am swapping it for a new emotion. So how do I want to feel? Joy. What do I need to be thinking to feel that way? What's my thoughts here? I love my family. I'm a great mom. I have great kids. This is a temporary situation. We can have fun no matter what. I kind of pick new thoughts to think that help me feel more joy. And then I ask myself, okay, if I was feeling joy, how would I act? What would I do right now? And be like, oh, well, I would probably go play with my kids or I would go call my friend or whatever. What would choosing joy look like right now? So when I get grumpy, that's what I do. I walk through and I think, okay, what is going on? I notice I'm grumpy. I narrate what's happening. I narrate my thoughts. I name that emotion. And then I give myself some options to move through it. What do I want to do now 
Do I want to stay grumpy? (laughs) That's fine. I can. Or do I want to chase a new emotion? So I pause and I ask myself these questions. And does it take some work? Yes. I have to prioritize my own thinking and I need to like take a pause and do that. That's when we talk about move your mind. I'm really moving through my emotions, my negative emotion, and moving into a different emotion. So that's how we handle grumpiness. That's how we handle grumpiness as with our kids. We allow it. We just let it be. With our whole family, we pivot if we have to and switch to a new activity. And with ourselves, we come inside and we take that pause break and we move through that emotion into a new emotion. I'm sure these have been really helpful for you for sure, because we all have grumpy moments. We all have grumpy kids. We all have grumpy families. I know you want to have strategies for how to handle those. This is three amazingly helpful strategies so that you can really know kids get grumpy. That's okay. You get grumpy. That's okay. Families get grumpy. That's okay. I love giving you things to do for this week. I want you to do two things. The first thing is I want you to go and sign up for the plan a summer with your kids. You actually enjoy workshop. I'm not kidding. It's going to be so valuable. So amazing. Go to callmamacoaching.com, sign up, or it'll be a link in the, you know, in the show notes and all over the place. So sign up for that. So that way, you know that you're going to create a really great summer with your family. That's the first one. The second thing I really want you to do this week is this. The next time your kid is grumpy, don't try to fix it. Just observe, just notice, allow for their grumpiness. I love talking about being a compassionate witness, which means just being a witness of someone's emotion, almost like a mirror, but a mirror who cares, okay? So you're being their compassionate witness. You're being really neutral, as neutral as a piece of paper is not making their grumpiness mean anything about you as their mom, about them, or the future. It's just one moment. Let it be. Wait for it to pass. So I hope that this week you don't have a lot of grumpy moments, but if you do, just know they're normal and that they are temporary. And I will see you next time on the Become a Calm Mama podcast. Have a great week. Hey mama, if you've been listening to this podcast and thinking, oh my gosh, yes, I'm so ready to get out of this chaos and create more peace in myself and in my family, then I want to invite you to join Calm Mama School. It's my lifetime membership program where you learn how to stop yelling and feeling overwhelmed by parenting, teach your kids how to manage all of their big feelings, and set limits that actually work. It's lifetime access for getting everything you need to have the family you want and become the mom that you're meant to be. No matter how old your kids are or how chaotic your family is right now, I can help you create peace and joy in your home. To join, go to calmmamacoaching.com and get instant access to my online course and start coming to weekly coaching calls this week. I can't wait to help you transform your family. See you there.